You're listening to the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll hear about the startups teens have created and learn about their struggles and successes along the way. I'm your host, Melissa, and today's guest is Gavin. Gavin is currently a junior at Santa Clara University in the Bay Area. As a teen, he founded Preflight, and right now in college, he currently runs the Santa Clara Podcast. Gavin, I'm so glad that you could join us today. Why don't you give an introduction to your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Melissa. I love that you're doing this show. So I guess I'll I'll start out with the story of how I founded Preflight in high school. So between my freshman and sophomore year, I was looking for something to do with my summer and I knew I wanted to get an internship, so I explored all these different options and finally found this one company that I thought I could get a great internship from. It was this shopping app, actually. So I applied, and I did an interview, and I thought it went great, and then a couple days later, I found out that I didn't get it, and I was super bummed out. The summer was just starting, and I didn't know what I was going to do with my time, so I decided to look around and try to take an online course because I thought that would be a good way to spend my summer. And I found this class called How to Change the World on Coursera, which is a free online learning platform. And so I enrolled in this class, um, watched videos, did a little bit of writing. But one day, this announcement popped up for something called OpenIDEO, which is an online problem-solving platform Um, where they host different challenges around different world issues. Um, And there was currently a challenge happening around how do we find solutions to youth unemployment. And I didn't think much would happen, but I decided to check it out because it kind of looked interesting. So I went on this, this website, I made an account, and I ended up submitting an idea about having high school professional, or having a professional, sorry, come into high school classrooms to host challenges related to their work. So I went to a project-based learning high school. So this was similar to the types of things I uh, I did in school, but I wanted a more real-world focus. And I felt like there was a disconnect between what we were learning in high school and challenges from the real world. So for example, a city planner could come into a high school English class and in teams they could work on plans to redesign a city park and then present those to maybe some city parks board. Um, So anyway, I submitted this idea and I didn't expect too much to happen. But then all these people from the online open IDEO community commented on the idea and I kept building off of it and adding new things. People brought up ideas I hadn't thought of and I continually updated updated the idea until the end of the challenge. And then when the challenge ended, there was over 200 comments and the idea was actually named one of the uh, seven winning ideas for the challenge. And so I figured I wanted to uh, stick with it afterwards and we ended up doing a, a test run in one of the classes I was taking. This woman who was a marketing expert came into my journalism class and teams made marketing plans for, um, for this car business actually. But then um, a couple days into the start of school, I was I was just sitting in class and I got this email from the OpenIDEO platform. And so this this online challenge had been sponsored by this organization called the Clinton Global Initiative, which um, 
is or was uh, th there's been some controversy since then, but it was this organization that brought together business leaders from all around the world to donate money towards all these different global causes. And that organization had an annual conference in New York. And I got an email while sitting in class saying, hey, congrats on winning this challenge that we sponsored. Do you want to fly out to New York in four days to attend our conference? And I, I didn't know what to think. I, it sounded like the most amazing thing ever. So I, I said yes. And then my mom and I flew out to New York to go to this conference. And it was just absolutely incredible. There was, it was three or four days. And every day was filled with different sessions that were focused on different issues like uh, sustainability or poverty or women's education or health or saving the elephants or um, having mayors together. And there, there were all these different sessions of different sizes. And it was so inspiring. And I had never really thought before that that you could use business to have a social impact. But by attending this conference, I realized that business could have a huge social impact, especially because there's so much money circulating in the private uh, sector, and there's such a big opportunity to do social good with that. So then from that point on, I, um, I pursued pre-flight a little bit more, but more than, more than as something I continued to run, pre-flight was kind of a launching pad for my interest in entrepreneurship, and I got more involved in my local community, which was uh, Davis, California, meeting entrepreneurs, and that led to a few internships during the rest of my high school career. And ever since then, I've been really fascinated by the idea of social entrepreneurship. So that's kind of how I got started. Yeah, that's super cool. Could you talk a little more in depth about um, the transition between high school to college and how you got started with the Santa Clara podcast? I started at the beginning of my sophomore year. And the story there is that for several years, I had loved podcasts. Ever since high school, I would bike to school and listen to Freakonomics, which is my personal favorite. And um, even in college, I just really enjoyed listening to podcasts. And then the second factor that led to me wanting to start something new was that I realized there were so many interesting people, both students, professors, and staff at Santa Clara, and I would only get to meet a tiny fraction of them through going through my day-to-day -day life and taking classes. You know, you can only take so many classes, you can only join so many student organizations, you can only have so many uh, friends, and it's, it's tough to just meet staff members, right? So I thought, how could I help connect these different people together? How could I get access to having conversations with all these people? And I kind of paired that with my love of podcasts and decided to start a podcast. And so like, I think it's important to do at the beginning of any entrepreneurial journey, I started small, right? So I, I first emailed one of my professors who I knew had some interesting stories and I did a bunch of research on him. And I interviewed him, then found a podcasting platform, and I put it up. And then after continuing to interview professors, this woman from the university's marketing department reached out to me, and she was really interested in the project. And since, since then, which was that was past this past December that she reached out to me, she's actually helped me get access to some of the more important people at the university, like the president and athletic director and business school dean and people who don't normally just respond to their emails. But um, it's been an amazing journey so far, and I've 
learned a ton about how to uh, ask questions and how I can shape the conversation by only talking 5% of the time. Um, and so that's been a really, a really fun journey for me. And I'm hoping to definitely continue that in my final two years in college. Hmm. I'm curious wow. about some of the challenges that you faced when starting pre-flight, especially since you were in high school. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. So one thing I want to mention is that I don't deserve credit for really starting a whole company or anything because that didn't happen. There was actually only uh, one official pre-flight challenge and other uh, a lot of people saw the idea online, but I ended up not really implementing it um, or sticking with it long term. And one of the main reasons for that was, first of all, it was similar to the project-based model that my high school already uh, used. And then second, it's just very difficult to change educational curriculum as a student. And people brought up ideas like, oh, maybe this could be an after-school program, but um, it might have been a little too similar to to school in that way. So one one of the biggest challenges was just actually implementing it. And I think it's easy for people to get excited about an idea, but there's definitely a gap between um, between starting something and then actually growing it. So it was it was very difficult to actually implement it in high schools because, as I'm sure you know, every teacher is very particular about the way that they're class time is spent. But um, yeah, so that was that was one of the main challenges with free flight, I'd say. And then also just um, thinking about the way that it was going to be structured. So I guess both the podcast and pre-flight aren't necessarily uh, money-making ventures, right? But I think there can definitely still be value exchanged on both sides and that an entrepreneur, you know, you can start a, you can start a nonprofit or any type of organization or side project. And even if you're not receiving money from it, I think it can still be very valuable both for you and for the people that your project is impacting. Mm -hmm. And did age ever come into consideration when you were working with either pre-flight or the Santa Clara podcast? Yeah. So it, it was kind of interesting. Actually, the reason I didn't get the internship that summer was because of because of age in the end and they just decided I was too young and inexperienced so in a way if I had been maybe a couple years older and they had given me the internship I might never have started uh, pre-flight at all and I might not be sitting here today so in a way that was that was a good thing um, also at the I guess in, in the open idea community there weren't a lot of other people my age and so that was something that I didn't I didn't really take into consideration too much, I think, because it was an online platform that people were working with, that age didn't come up too much. But I think one thing about entrepreneurship that I think I'm learning about myself is that I think I would be okay with having a career that was um, entrepreneurial, but not necessarily being the the leader of a company, because there's a lot that, that needs to go into um, leading a company, right? So I think someone can be entrepreneurial even if they just have a regular a regular job and you can bring that inexperience right so this this company's and this product are doing all these complicated things that at the beginning of the summer I knew totally nothing about right but because I knew nothing about it I could kind of see the whole thing from fresh eyes and come into it 
from an outsider's perspective. And by taking that outsider's perspective, by asking those seemingly simple questions, it's actually been really valuable. And I've felt like I've been able to contribute to the team. So I think age can uh, make things difficult for entrepreneurship and starting companies, but you can also use it to your advantage. How did you first get started with your entrepreneurial journey? Was it with pre-flight or growing up, did you have a pretty big um, background in business? Yeah, so neither of my parents are very uh, entrepreneurial, but my my dad works in uh, education, consulting for companies, and my mom is a marriage and family therapist. But I would say that one one way that I actually got interested in business was through reading. So I think this I think it was the summer before I started pre-flight, but I I saw this book on the bookshelf at my house and it was outliers by malcolm gladwell and so i i picked it up and read it and um fortunately my my parents had um fortunately my parents enjoyed reading certain types of like psychology books and i thought it was pretty interesting so i read this book outliers and it was like a whole new world opened up of books about psychology and creativity and business and entrepreneurship and that really kind of fueled my passion. Do you have a good business book that you recommend? So one book that I just read that I really enjoyed is called The Third Door and it's by this guy named Alex Benayan which I actually heard about through one of my favorite podcasters named Cal Fussman and he interviewed this guy Alex and um, Alex started a, a project w- during his first year of college to try to interview all of these successful people. And a lot of business books you read are um, are kind of dry and are not great stories. Or if they do have stories, there's a ton of small stories. But the really the really cool thing about this book was that it was one big story of Alex's journey through trying to interview all of these successful people. And it shared the failures as well as the successes. So that was a really cool book. In terms of online um, blogs, my favorite blog is called Wait But Why. And this author, uh, Tim Urban, writes these incredibly long blog posts. And some of them are almost like half a book in length. But he writes both about um, more like tech stuff, like Tesla or uh, SpaceX, and as well as um, like social dynamics and all of, he has all of these interesting things or how to choose a career, but he in, infuses his blog posts with stick figure drawings, which are absolutely hilarious. So I totally recommend checking out Wait But Why as well um, if you just want to learn, learn more. And the way that he explains these complicated subjects is um, really something that I aspire to, right, is explaining complicated things in a simple way. So those are a couple of my favorite Uh, resources. What's your best advice for someone who wants to start a company or project or just start an organization to make um, an impact in the world? Yeah, so I think a couple things. First of all, think about the smallest possible thing you can do to get started, because I think a lot of times people imagine a binary between I'm going to start or I'm not going to start. But really there's so much area in between and there's a lot of things you can do. Um, You know, you can start with one person, you can start with one friend, you can sell your product to one person. Um, So that's the, that's the first thing. And then the second thing I would say 
is it's crucial to get other people involved. So that's actually something that I think has been a, a big weakness for me and one of the reasons that uh, pre-flight didn't continue to, um, to ex exist essentially is that in the past I haven't been great at enrolling other people into my, my vision and getting other um, friends or people involved. So I think that's one hugely important thing if you're gonna if you're gonna start something and really sustain it for the long term. So um, in terms of the podcast, I obviously still have two years left in school, but I think it would be amazing if it could continue because there there's never gonna be a shortage of interesting people to talk to at Santa Clara. So it'll uh, one one challenge for me in the next couple years is I think gonna be to find someone or a, a couple people that can uh, c continue it on because I think the the connections are really just the way that the business world works. I'm just curious how you're able to balance your time in college with um, perhaps working and then creating a podcast and then having school. Is it something that's hard to manage or do you find it pretty easy to manage? Yeah, it's definitely something that's hard to manage. At least in Santa Clara, the culture is very much that students are involved in a lot of different things, which I think isn't necessarily a good thing. I think sometimes it's good to maybe just have like school and one other thing, but it definitely is a challenge and it's a challenge that I enjoy. And I think I enjoy it because in some ways you have to be creative and entrepreneurial with the way you spend your time and you have to be really, uh, really disciplined. Do you have a personal habit that you have that you think has helped to become successful? <laughs> I appreciate you considering me successful up to this point. Yeah, I think a lot of the, I, I listen to a ton of podcasts, right, and read a ton of books. And that's kind of something that people are always talking about, right, is like habits. And I think that's well justified because um, it's easy to, you know, if you, if you want to be a writer, it's easy to think about being a writer and it's easy to write for two hours, one day a month when you feel super inspired, but it's not easy to you know, wake up early every day before you have school and write for an hour every single day, you know, that's, that's difficult. And that's a, that's a habit. So one, one habit that I think has, has helped me is that I really prioritize like, sleeping and exercising because I know that like whatever I do in my career is going to be because of like my creativity and ideas. Right. And if I'm not able to think clearly and have energy, then I'm not going to, I don't think, be successful. So that's something that's really important. Even when things get overwhelming, I try to continue to like get, get enough sleep and exercise. So those are two things. And then I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think just always like reading consistently and making that a habit is um, a really important like practice in life because, again, it's easy to read in summer vacation when you don't have anything else to do, but it's difficult when like school gets going. And I think just always like being surrounded by ideas and and just kind of having that attitude that, you know, how can I how can I be learning? How can I be growing? And just making it a habit every day will, I hope, benefit me in the long term. And I don't always I don't always do it right. Like in the last couple of weeks, work has been crazier and I how can people reach you or any of the projects that you're working on? Yeah, so you can visit voicesofsantaclara.com to see all the podcast episodes or 
in whatever podcast app you use, you can search for Voices of Santa Clara. I think that's the main way right now. My email's on there. Um, you can search for me on LinkedIn or just send me an email, and I would definitely be happy to chat because I'm always um, I'm always interested to meet new people. And actually, in less than less than two weeks, I'm going to get to do that a lot more because I'm uh, going to be studying abroad in Bologna, Italy this fall. So I'm really looking forward to that. But oh, nice. yeah, I fly out. Cool. Yeah, I fly out a week from Saturday and then traveling for about 10 days before the program starts. But I'm really looking forward to that getting out. I've never been outside of North America, I guess. So looking forward to the opportunity to meet different people. I don't speak great Italian, but I took it for one quarter. So get to build a little bit of a new skill there. And even if you're not recording a podcast, I think one thing that doing the podcast has helped me improve is just having conversations with people, right? With someone I've never met before and um, just breaking the ice and getting getting into a more substantial conversation than, you know, how is the weather? What do you do for work? You know, but it's incredible how much uh, common ground I think we share with a lot of people. And I'm really looking forward to using some of the conversational skills that I built um, this fall in a different country. So yeah, that's a, that's another side benefit of doing the podcast, I guess. But yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to interview me. I've never been interviewed before. So All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I'll catch you next week.